Spice Radio, 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz. You're with me, Natasha, with me, Mankiran and Marasia. Mario Conseco from the research company has a very enviable job. His company delves into the behaviors of people and brings out data that can really shape decision-making and planning on a macro level. A very good morning to you, Mario. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Good morning. Great to be here with you. And yes, it is the best job in the world. I know. I, I and, and your new study, that's very interesting, on 15-minute cities. So how are we faring as Canadians about being aware of what it is? Well, we've seen a lot of chatter on social media about the meaning of the 15-minute city, a lot of animosity, especially coming out of the United States. It's a model that has been implemented in other jurisdictions. So we see it in Paris. We see it in a, a Barcelona. And what we found is that Canadians really aren't that aware of it. Only 33% of those we asked had heard about the 15-minute city. The rest were not sure or had not at all. So it's a concept that is still fairly new to most Canadians. But when they hear about what it means, they tend to like it a little bit more. Oh, that's interesting. And, you know, we've spoken about the 15-minute city on the show, on the Morning Buzz. And that's why, Mario, you must tell your respondents to tune into Spice Radio. They'll be so much more educated about, you know, what's going on. Now, what are the general perceptions of people when we talk about the benefits of a 15-minute city? Well, I think we see a public that is definitely welcoming of what this could entail. Uh, We explain to them, this is an urban planning concept, uh, your daily necessities and services, work, shopping, education, healthcare, entertainment, everything is going to be reachable through a 15-minute walk or bike ride from any point in the city. Uh, Nobody's going to take away your car. Nobody's going to tell you where you can go or cannot go. Uh, This is not what the 15-minute city entails. And we do see Canadians being more supportive of the concept. 63% who like what they hear, only 16% 16 who don't. And a lot of uh, positive issues related to the 15-minute city are also pretty obvious to Canadians. Uh, 63% who believe that if this is implemented in their municipality, we will see a reduction in the use of personal automobiles. And also 53% who believe that the mental health and well-being of residents is going to increase as a result of it. So... Some of the benefits are there, but we see a significant number of residents who are also concerned about some of the more dystopian features of the 15-minute city that have been discussed at length on social media and have not been implemented anywhere. Wow. Now, this 15-minute city concept is not a new one. It was coined in 2016 by Carlos Moreno. And while we all know about you know climate change, sustainability, this makes so much sense. So what are the deterrents or maybe misinformation among our respondents that is really kind of working against this idea? Well, it's definitely misinformation. And what's really striking when we look at the numbers uh, on a regional basis, uh, the one municipality that has been discussing this at length, particularly over the past couple of months, is Edmonton. The mayor there is saying, look, this is an interesting concept. We should think about it. We'll have a task force that is going to look into whether we can implement it in some quadrants of the city. And a lot of people in Edmonton and in other places within Alberta reacted very negatively to this. You know, this is the start of a slippery slope. This is going to be a situation that will uh, reduce our freedoms. And we see 43% of Canadians who say this might bring an increase in government surveillance and control. 37% who say that they expect a reduction in their personal freedoms if the 15-minute city is implemented. And 27% who believe that residents will be fined if they leave their home districts. Now, this has been running rampant on social media like most rumors do. 
about, you know, if you have the 15-minute seat and you won't be able to leave, you'll have to show your ID, you will be fined if you go to a supermarket that is not within your quadrant. These lies continue to make their way through social media. And we have 27% of Canadians who believe that if this happens in their municipality, that could be them. Wow, you're right, Edmonton Mayor Amarjeet. So he has been really propagating this uh, 15-minute district in his city. And that's very interesting with the kind of reactions that have come forward in this survey. Now, uh, I'd like to know, Mario, when you talk to your respondents, right, uh, do you kind of um, only ask them questions or do you even attempt to educate them while you're interviewing them? (laughs) It's really not part of the job. You know, what we seek to do is get as much uh, of a read on the way they feel about things as we can. Uh, it's not geared towards educating, but ultimately they are educating us. This is how we feel about things. This is what we know that could happen or, or could not happen. And this was an eye-opening experience for me because, you know, we've been talking about this for so long. I thought the level of awareness would be higher, and I certainly thought that the level of, of um of believability of some of the claims that have been made on social media would be lower. So it was kind of a surprise. You know, I thought maybe half of Canadians will know about the 15-minute city. It was only 15, sorry, it was only 33%. And then you get into the question of, I don't think more than 10% of Canadians are going to believe that this is going to be a dystopian future where you show your ID and be fined if you go to the wrong supermarket. It's actually 27%. It doesn't sound like much, but it's one out of four people saying, yes, I foresee this happening in a country like Canada if this system is implemented. Right. It, I mean, it seems such a practical thing to do. Now, Mario, before I let you go, I'd like to know any other interesting insights that you came across while you were doing the survey? Well, I think one of the issues that is quite striking is just the level of support from the younger generation. You know, we have a lot of people, 18 to 34, who have grown up without the concept of a car. You know, I want to continue walking to places. I want to bike to places. The pandemic has changed the way we work, so we no longer are commuting as much as we used to. This is the younger generation that looks at this and says, well, for all intents and in the situation that I have right now, uh, I already live in a 15-minute city. You know, I'm just going places, I'm walking, I'm biking. So if this generation continues to grow up, I think we might see the numbers dancing a little bit. Generation X, baby boomers, not so convinced about where they want this done. They look at the benefits and they believe it it is good, um, but it's the younger generation that is pushing this. And when that younger generation plays a larger role in voting, plays a larger role in politics, we could see some changes. Absolutely right, Mario. In fact, I think we were just trained and, you know, it was normalized to travel really far to work for the generation that I come from. We never thought of this 15-minute city concept. So interesting there. And thank you so much for your insights, as always, Mario, because all this helps in, you know, uh, providing for a better future for our generation that are, you know, yet to come or the ones who are going to get into the workforce very soon. So thank you once again. My pleasure. I was born and spent most of my youth in Mexico City, which was definitely not a 15-minute city. So <laughs> this is also why I'm interested in this. Wow. Yeah, I come from Mumbai, so I share your sentiments. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again, Mario. You have a beautiful day ahead. My pleasure. You too.